0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Life Show, the podcast where I, Alice Plunkett, reach into people's unique experiences and explore their lives. Together we will ride a roller coaster of emotions from sadness and fear to joy and admiration as we discuss human challenges such as abuse, addiction, and incurable diseases, and we'll hear inspirational stories of success. <laughs> Today I'm going to chat with Melissa. Melissa went to Oxford University to study, but at the end of it, instead of getting a high-end job, she'd found herself drawn to porn and now she makes her living spanking men and women. We need to know more about this. Let's chat. Let's talk about university because I know that you went to um, Oxford University. Tell me about what you were aiming to do when you first started at uni. What was your aspirations? What course did you do?
1: I was reading philosophy, politics, and economics at uh, Balliol College, Oxford, which is where Boris Johnson went, although he was there a little bit before me. Point that out. Um, is that where well- Liz Truss went to? Uh, well, she was at Oxford and she read PPE, I think, but she was at a different college. So even though we were there at the same time, I didn't know. I don't remember, I'm afraid. Sorry, Liz. <laughs> I'm sure you're heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I'm very interested in politics. I wanted to yeah, get into politics in some way, maybe like civil service or something, get into Whitehall in some way. Um, maybe speech writing. I always fancied that. But after about a year there, I went completely mad. I just hated it. Um, it just wasn't right for me. Um, yeah. I was the first girl in my Uh, family to go to university and uh yeah I was very shy and from an Essex comprehensive and you know Oxford just wasn't the place for me really but I didn't find that out till I got there nobody knew um yeah even though I was clever that wasn't really enough so after a year. No, I,
0: I, I can associate with that um, because I I on, on a lesser level, I went to um, a grammar school, but I didn't have the same background as some of the other girls did there. So although I may have kept up with them academically, I always felt as if socially I, I didn't quite have the experiences that they'd had. When they spoke mm-hmm. about the holidays, yeah. it's things like that, isn't it, that slowly separates you, I think, from, from the others, unless you've got a very outgoing personality to overcome it.
1: That's so right, yeah, which I definitely didn't have. Yeah, I remember that very vividly. All these girls flying in from New York to sit their exams and stuff. And what? Yeah, and I was the only one there on a full grant, and I had to try and figure out where to go for a grant. And nobody knew because I was the only one there who was on a grant. I remember grants? Good times.
0: Maybe yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember them, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I decided to take a year out because I was going a bit bonkers and just sobbing all the time over everybody, which was very boring for oh. I'm over it <laughs> and um so I, I saw an advertisement in the evening standard saying dancers wanted you'll make up 600 pounds a night I thought, well I love dancing shush be quiet sorry it's my cat eat. It. um <laughs> <laughs> dancers wanted you'll make up 600 pounds a night and I like dancing I like money and I you know I couldn't have no idea what to do I thought why the hell not I'll give it a go so I went and auditioned for the Wimble lap dancing club in Piccadilly and I, I was such an idiot I turned up in a a leotard I thought it was going to be like that kind of dancing I was you know I might as well have been a virgin I was incredibly innocent naive 19 and um so I, I walked in, there were six girls auditioning and all of them, of course, were in thigh-high boots and nipple tassels and glitter and sequins. Oh, that kind of dancing, I get it. So <laughs> my first audition, I didn't get the job because okay. my audition of my walking out on stage and taking off my clothes. And of course, I was wearing a leotard, which is absolutely impossible to take off in a sexy way.
0: <laughs> yes, I can imagine.
1: <laughs> but they, um, they held auditions every night. So the next night, I went back in a sort of sequin frock and, and stockings and that time I got the job. And I just loved it. I instantly felt... That I was in exactly the right place for me, and I started making proper money, and, and I loved that too. I like money a lot. That's been <laughs> that's been a real um yeah a great chorus of my life. So, oh, money! I'll do it in that case. Yeah, I never quite made six hundred pounds a night, but I was making about two hundred pounds a night, which, when you're nineteen in 1995, yes. that was worth having.
0: And Absolutely. I loved it. I
1: loved it. I found so. Out- did
0: you did you leave your aspirations behind there? For did you say it was politics that you wanted to go into? Uh, so yeah, yeah. I think
1: I realised quite early on that it was a choice I had to make. I had to either, you know, cause obviously if you're a stripper, it's very tricky to be taken seriously. I think it was a political public sphere. So I thought, yeah, stuff it. I'm going to have to do this and, and make a decision. And I did. Um, this makes me happy and it's making me money. So I'll go with it. And I'm just, yeah, leave it all behind. And uh, yeah, just hate and judge and sit on the sidelines and cop everyone who's made it in politics, which I continue to do to this day, which is just as much fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and I want to tell you about some research then that, that I've uh, been doing. You're saying that you've got graduate training. Apparently, research in America into dominatrices um, published back in 2012 has said that 39% of a sample studied had actually received graduate training. So you're not alone in, in that curve of career change um, going into yeah. the, this type of industry. And so can we yeah. just, yeah. Um, before we move any further, can we explain to people what exactly, do you call yourself a dominatrice or... What exactly do you do?
1: Yeah, I tend to call myself a disciplinarian. So in the scene, there's a distinction between dominatrix and a disciplinarian. I tend to do more domestic discipline. So I tend more to be a headmistress or a, a disappointed aunt or an angry wife, that kind of thing, rather than a woman who hangs around a dungeon in in rubber and handing out gimp masks and dealing in chains and whips. That's not so much my kind of thing. Yeah, that's more the BDSM world. Whereas I'm more CP, corporal punishment. Um, the spanking scene is different. It's milder. I think it's more more fun, really. It's more about being playful and silly rather than BDSM. Is much more serious, hardcore, terrifying stuff. And I'm not very good at that. Yeah, struggle to take it seriously, really.
0: So, yeah, I'm a discipline. So how, how did you move from dancing into that disciplinarian role uh, then?
1: Well, while I was dancing, a uh, a modelling agent came in and spotted me and asked if I wanted to be in a spanking magazine just completely randomly, and and then. I said yes, because I just say yes to everything. Hopefully it will be fine. So far that's worked. Uh, and then I started making some videos with him and I just started meeting people. And gradually I started moving away from stripping and into domination because um, I thought when I turned 30, I can't keep stripping. So I always had a vague plan. I can always go and do that. Um, so I was meeting with okay. women who were in films and were also offering one-to-one sessions. Making an absolute fortune. They always had Range Rovers on the drives, and you know, detached houses and kids at private school. So I bet I could do that. So I was sort of hanging around that scene and watching how they worked, and um, yeah, learning to role play. Actually, in videos, that's how I first started. Um, so sort of sitting these, filming these little fifteen-minute scenes, and uh, yeah, understanding a little bit about it that way. So um yeah, often I, I started by subbing. In fact, in films, so I'd be taking the spanking myself, and maybe the angry teacher, and terribly apologetic school girl being caught cheating in a test all that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> um yeah or well, the angry neighbor had caught me stealing her apples that kind of thing um so I got a, a sense that way of how it, the whole scene worked and how how much fun it was really and how much just silly acting was involved and so you
0: weren't part. a lifestyle dom before then that wasn't part of, of who you were it's something that you got introduced to professionally
1: yes no I was never a lifestyle dom at all I've never dominated a boyfriend really (laughs) don't be rubbish at it i think no i'm very much submissive in any relationship i'm in you know i was like the man to be in charge honestly (laughs) i find it much more restful that way so yeah (laughs) when i'm dominating i'm very much assuming a character and um yeah yeah just play acting really it's fun to become a different person who's so completely different from my real self
0: so do you remember your first client
1: melissa i do remember my first client very vividly um I'd advertise. God, this is so long ago. It was pre-internet, so he'd, um, he'd written to a post office box. Imagine that! Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, old school. Um, and I'd had to like handwrite letters to him. Um, and his name was John. They're all called John, so I'm not giving anything away there. And he was in his mid-sixties, and he'd been hanging around the scene, seeing every dominatrix in town and beyond for about forty years. So he was perfect, and he was,
0: he was very experienced.
1: Really, really was. He knew exactly what he wanted, what he was doing. Um, and he told me really how to become a dot. He gave me an hour long session in my new chosen career and how to do it. So we did a little bit of role play, but mainly he just showed me how to use all these implements I bought completely around random. how to spank, how you have to cut the hand and um, put them over the knee. And he liked um, being put in the corner, I remember. So I led him to the corner by his ear and left him there. He's going, Right now, you need to get me out of the corner and put me back over
0: your knee. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> so I did put him back over. How, long, how long do you leave them in the corner for? What mm-hmm. What's an acceptable length of time to be cornered? It's usually about five minutes,
1: I think. Ah, right,
0: so it's not too long.
1: No, just time enough for them to think about what they've learned and let the bottom cool down a bit because it's sort of throbbing and tingling. If you do just keep hitting it for an hour, it'll just go numb. So, um, yeah, it gives them time to to just get over it and say, think about it and and build up that anticipation. Um, Yeah. So there's
0: science to it then within the fact that you need to sort of like spank and then allow the skin to react and desensitize or
1: yeah definitely I mean I I'm not a scientist but that seems to be how it works I know if you just keep whacking they just go numb and it just stops being interesting really so I yeah I tend to mix and match it with stroking and um, often I have leather gloves or um yeah pinwheels I use on them anything to change the It's a pinwheel oh you'll have to look it up it's um it's a thing that's used in medical experiments <laughs> um, so it tests the sensitivity of the skin you'll know what it looks like it's um there's a lot of A lot of pins on a wheel, would
0: you believe? (laughs) Let me see. So if you
1: run it along welts, it just feels kind of interesting and tingly. Yeah.
0: The (laughs) only pinwheel I'm getting here are those kids things that blow in the wind. I don't think I'm looking for the right thing. (laughs) Maybe you (laughs) can try those. (laughs) Yeah, possibly.
1: Or sometimes Um, use um ice cubes as well, or um deep heat cream. Yeah, just anything to mix up the sensations a little bit. Oh, that's interesting yeah just yeah just anything to mix it up and change it yes yeah, you use ice cubes I and mean, it all cools down again and then you you know whack them with the canes whoa that's that's intense yeah.
0: so it's all about those changing sensations on the skin that will cause like a sting and then maybe a gentle yeah, maybe a feather or compared something. with something mm, wow yeah. that's really interesting Yeah. so that did your first client stick with you or
1: yes he did actually
0: I think he might be dead now I think he just had a
1: he had a heart attack. I remember he had a big uh, scar down his chest, so he's gone. But yeah, we saw each other for a good few times, and uh, yeah, and then I just started building and growing, and um, yeah, seeing more and more people, and yeah, it's nice people, and they've always been very keen to help. I think, in general, kinky people are just charming and very keen to help, and they love to share yeah. their obsessions and fixations with spanking, so if you say, I don't know what I'm doing, they're always very keen to tell you all about it at great links, and explain to you, and buy you implements, so I had almost nothing when I started. Oh, you know, you've got to try this new cane or this flogger, I love this tour, so I'll bring you one next time. So it's a very charming, uh, helpful community. It really is,
0: yeah. That may not be the um, vision that the general public have of people who use these services. I think they may be thinking more of people lurking around corners and and not being that sociable, outgoing person.
1: Yeah, it's true, I suppose, yeah. a Dirty Mac causing trouble. But no, I, mean, I do lots of parties and adult school role play days, and it is a very sociable um, scene. It really is. There'll be about fifteen of us all having dinner afterwards and just chatting about people we've seen. And yeah, it's very open and friendly. And it's a chance for adults to get together and play. Really, there's not enough play in the world. I think for grown ups, just get together and be
0: silly and have fun. Yeah, that's true. So it's like a, it's like a social community side to it as well. Yeah, do, the, very much. do, you, do your clients often know each other or? Yes,
1: lots and lots of clients know each other. I mean, there are some that are completely isolated and they just want to play one-on-one and that's absolutely fine. But yeah, certainly the the ones who do the party circuit, they all know each other. They know everything about each other. They know, you know, the colours of each other's underpants. (laughs) Yeah, they know about their families. they ask after their wives and so on. Uh, Yeah, it's a real community thing. And Twitter is such a, a lovely place to be if you're kinky. Everyone's so supportive and kind. It's like no other, if you're used to Twitter in any other capacity, you wouldn't believe how nice everyone is. You know, I see like trannies posting pictures of themselves in frocks and they look ridiculous, you know, have ginger beards on. But everyone's going, oh my God, you look amazing. That's beautiful on you. The colour really oh. your eyes. It's charming. It really is. People are just lovely.
0: Yeah. I've never thought of using Twitter in, in that way.
1: <laughs> no, give a go. I might
0: have to have a little look. <laughs> So, tell us about your workplace. Where is your work? Do you have a dungeon? I don't have a dungeon. I work out
1: of my house. I have a little room in the top of my house, which used to be my son's bedroom, but he moved out a couple of years ago. And I turned it into a sort of schoolroom, although it it could easily be turned into anything really. But there's a little desk in this corner, and a sofa, and some bookshelves. So it just looks like a room in a house pretty much. Um, But I've got a couple of bags full of. Canes and slippers and stuff. I tend not to get them out now because I think they can terrify new people because some of them do look absolutely deadly and horrific. Um yeah, so I could almost have tea parties up there. It's it's very much domestic. I so said I don't go near dungeons because I just don't understand and they scare me. Um anything to do with chains and suspension and rope. And, you know, I was never but a good guy, so it was,
0: for people um listening, can you explain what the what a dungeon would look like? Hmm.
1: A dungeon will be full of terrifying bits of equipment that you can tie people in or to. So there'll be lots of different kinds of cages, often standing up cages like Iron Maidens, um, standing up boards that you can strap people to. Um you have queening stools where you can put the sub's head in and then you sit on it. It's like a toilet seat so you can pee on them.
0: Yeah, I think um I would advise anybody listening to this who doesn't know what a queening chair is to um <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a Google and it's it's quite a formidable piece piece of furniture that you probably wouldn't want in your front room.
1: I um, Probably not tricky to disguise. Yeah, just if you do look it up, just clear your history
0: afterwards, just in case. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> a and what what do we do, what do you do in these? Well, no, we're well, not adults, but what <laughs> okay. what is the queening chair for?
1: Queening chair. So that's for, usually for subs who want to be peed on or or pooed on, or perhaps just be forced, like um suffocation. So face sitting, which I do occasionally do, but with my knickers or like with a rubber skirt on that kind of thing so you sit on them but it's yeah it's more about breath play that kind of thing so they just they can't escape and their their noses and mouths are right obviously, under your bottom as you'd expect um yes yes yeah so that, that kind of thing she said delicately I'm all shy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, you, you don't you don't have the queen in chair upstairs in the uh in your office definitely.
1: yeah no, I'm normally, you know, Miss Matthews, the disappointed headmistress. It'd be very odd if I was sitting on my pupils' faces. It just really wouldn't work at all. No.
0: Yes, it's probably not the discipline that we expect, is it?
1: <laughs> like I think they'll have to hire a dungeon and they'll probably have to hire a different girl. I can do it, but it's not really my area of expertise and I won't feel comfortable
0: doing it, probably. So it what, s- what sort of things are you asked to do in your little room?
1: Oh, my little one. Well, normally I put them over my knee and give them a good spanking. That's probably more than 50% of it, I should think. Lots of scolding, lots and lots of role play. A lot of it is just talking to them, talking them down, saying, terribly disappointed in you you know you've behaved appallingly and you know it you know we need to change your character don't be with a good firm dose of discipline that kind of thing so i've done it i've gone into the voice <laughs> so it's that's just brilliant that's oh, <laughs> <laughs> so just taking them out of their everyday sort of middle age middle management life where they have to be in charge all the time and just um regressing them i suppose into a naughty schoolboy who's transgressed and knows they need to be dealt with a lot of times they made they want to be made to cry in fact they want to be taken that far oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just have them. Do they? Do you you produce
1: tears? I can do, yeah. It's hard sometimes. You have to really figure out what it is. Often it's guilt if they feel really guilty for something they've done and you really focus in on it and the damage they've done, that kind of thing. And then you spank them as well. Then you can, yeah, bring tears out to say really cathartic and enjoyable. That's great. It's like gold star for me. I did that. Um, Yeah, so lot of scolding, spanking, and then I would put them over my desk often, cane them or whip them or um, all sorts of things, birches. Not great long implements, and I'll put them in the corner and tell them to think about what they've done, that kind of thing. Um, often I'll take pictures of them, I say, for additional humiliations. This will be going on Twitter later. This will be going in the school magazine as a warning. Uh, as I'm going to tell your parents exactly what you've been through today. Ooh, I <laughs> Sometimes I make them write lines for me. Um, quite often I have foot worship people, which I really love. I like having my feet played with a lot. So um, Often they want to paint my toenails and yes, just give me feet rubs, that kind of thing. What else? It's hard to think. It all just seems so normal to me. <laughs> t- t- tell me tell me about the babies. The babies, oh of course. Yeah, I do have a couple of adult babies. I try to avoid them because it really isn't my scene at all. Um yeah, and I tend to meet them in hotels. So I don't really want them in my house. <laughs> but babies tend to want bubble baths. S- splashing mummy, that kind of thing, and then when they splash mummy, they have to be spanked over mummy, of course, for being bad. And then you put them in a nappy. I'm not, again, I'm not really set up for this. Lots of women have massive changing mats and high chairs and cots and all this and great big prams you can wheel them out in. I don't have any of that, um so I normally I give them a little spanking. They generally like that, and put them in nappies and then put them to bed and read them the bedtime story, and then clear off and yeah, consider my life choices <laughs> on a serious
0: do you have to change the nappy, Melissa, or
1: change the nappy? Yes, I don't deal in solids. I'm not doing that. Occasionally they'll pee on it, but generally I don't even like that. So normally it's dry nappies. They just love all the, the powdering. They love the smell of that, and the baby wipes, and the cream, and the, the crackling of the nappy, and then they crawl up and down. Yeah, I don't, you know, I judge nobody, but it's very hard to realize understand how that's sexual. I think very odd. But yeah, I think maybe it isn't. I don't know. They just want to completely role play as something utterly different, somebody with no responsibility, which I kind of get the idea of, you know, six hours of someone else being in charge while you watch cartoons does sound quite restful, I suppose.
0: So where does the briefing come in then? How, where, When do you discuss what they want, what you're going to do? ground rules how how do they they can't touch you apart from your feet is that correct
1: yes they can't touch me apart from my feet I, mean, I normally cuddle them at the end or something but yeah that's as far as it goes um, I'm quite well known on the scene so most people know my limits and what I'll do and not do and I have a website that sets it all out quite clearly uh, but yeah, people send me emails and if I'm not quite sure what it is they're asking or they want from me I'll just ask for clarification because I want to get it right for them as, as much as for me um, and if they say anything I don't fancy I just say no I'm always very polite about it, um, but yeah, there are certain things I just won't go near, and um, and I think it's veering in that direction. I say, oh, actually, you might prefer my friend. <laughs> you know, I'm sure she'd be able to cater to your knees. There are lots of women who do things I won't do, obviously, and I know lots of them. And no judgment, fair play to them. But you know, we're all like specialist contractors. I think there are some things I'm really good at, and some things I'm appalling at, and some things I just don't fancy, and that's absolutely fine.
0: And the client, so you've got a, a network, and and you can refer yeah. on to a, a colleague. If, yes. if it's something that isn't your speciality or
1: yeah for example I'm quite often asked to do racist abuse that's really big at the moment and I just don't feel comfortable doing that and I know a wonderful woman in Essex who's so brilliant at it and very happy to do it and fair play to her it's wonderful I'm happy to send people that way and again smoking I'm asked for all the time and I don't fancy that either so I know lots of girls obviously who smoke that's fine you go and see them not my scene thank you very much yeah so when we
0: talk about the racial abuse we talk about verbal racial yes. abuse
1: Yes, usually verbal abuse, using all those horrid racist words. I said, I don't even feel comfortable saying to you now.
0: No, I get that, yeah.
1: And, uh, but yeah, just treating them in a certain way. And uh, yeah, sort of black men wanting to be treated as slaves and whipped on their backs and so on. And, and going to this whole sort of 19th century role play thing. And I, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Doesn't sit comfortably with me. So I admire them wanting to do it, but um, yeah, can't do it. I'm afraid. Moving on. <laughs>
0: Have you ever had to do anything that has made you feel uncomfortable or have you, have you ever felt vulnerable? You've got them inside your home. And have you ever thought, hang on a minute, I'm not comfortable here. I don't want you in any, any longer.
1: I I don't think I have, which is astonishing, isn't it? It really is. And I must've been doing it say damn near 20 years now, but, um, no, I've always felt absolutely fine. And, And they just tend to be absolutely lovely people. They're desperate to please. Um, if I told them to clear off, they would. <laughs> uh, it's just never been a problem at all. But yeah, it always staggers people when I tell them that no, um, yeah, it's just been fine. Yeah, there's been a couple I thought, you're a bit weird. I'm going to have someone hanging around upstairs with a baseball bat. And I was, you know, they were probably weird, but not in a dangerous way. They're just just a bit odd. There was a chap I remember wanted me to watch porn with him while I flicked his nipples with two 5P pieces for an hour. I don't know, that seems a bit odd. And it was odd, but you know, that was literally it. That was all he wanted. Okay, fine. So um, yeah,
0: things have was been... Was when the 5p pieces were a bit bigger? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, <didn't laughs> about that. you put the in. Now that would be worth doing.
0: <laughs> no, you'd have to go for a 10 pence piece now, or at least, wouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe a two pence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was early days, in fact. Yes. Yeah, that probably wouldn't faze me now, yeah. Yeah, uh, we want to be peed on it took me a while to get my head around that and be able to do it but I'm okay with yes.
0: it. yeah yeah you know? I, I don't think I'd uh be able to do that it it's it goes against everything that you've been taught
1: to yes, do absolutely and if someone's lying underneath you with a mouth open it's very hard to make your bladder work but I found a bottle of wine first that worked and now I don't even need the ones <laughs> okay my bladder just goes oh we're doing this again are we fine <laughs> Does it. No
0: asparagus the night before I take no, it.
1: No, God, no, absolutely. Yes, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Anything worse than weed, Melissa? Uh, I have been asked to poo in people's mouths as well, um, but I said, I just can't do that. There's no way, or many want me to fart on them again. I just can't do it. I'm, yeah, hopeless. I can't poo to water. So I can't even poo if there's somebody else in the house. If I think somebody's listening, never mind if they're lying under me with their mouth. Yeah. But, you know. There's a man said, Can I eat your poo? I bring my own knife and fork. Knife <laughs> <laughs> and fork? <laughs> Oh, maybe tuck in a serviette first. I said no, that's very thoughtful of you, but still no, sorry. <laughs> was he gonna use his, his own plate
0: or <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't mean to I thought, do you know what? I might say no to that. Thank you all the same. <laughs> Did you have a
0: colleague to refer him to?
1: No, I've never met anyone who offered that, I'm afraid. No, he's on his own there. sadly. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, there was a man who wanted me to park on his hands as well. I always tell this story, but it's true. And I, again, I said, I can't park. For, I'm rubbish. I'm the worst parallel parker in the world. There's no way I'll be able to get your hands. And I'm, you know, what's that going to do to my insurance? Can you imagine? <laughs> I bet he wouldn't have turned. Oh, to
0: park on his
1: hands. Yeah. And then he wanted me to like sit in the car singing along to the radio and just ignore his screams of pain. I bet he wouldn't have turned. i that
0: left him with broken hands? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would <laughs> have. Broken
1: head, I should think, the way I park. <laughs> <laughs> terribly kind but i think i'll pass on that one thank you all the same
0: <laughs> and that that brings me to quite an interesting point about the legalities um, but i think we'll come back to that afterwards so okay. hold that thought because obviously it's a very gray area when you are inflicting pain on somebody as to the legalities of the, the service that you offer but yeah. i can't interview you in 2023 without asking how you managed to work in covid and um, remotely yeah. how did that work
1: Yeah, Covid was an absolute nightmare, it really was, for for all of us in the the spanking scene. Um, But, you know, we're used to not being looked after and um, making it work. So I did a lot of distance discipline sessions where I would do Zoom sessions and scold them online and tell them to spank themselves, which worked surprisingly well, actually, it wasn't brilliant, but it was as good as we could get. And I'd set them lines to write and they would post them to me. Um, and there are lots of men who wanted me to wear their face masks in my pants so they could smell me when they were walking around the shops. So that was fun. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Is that still happening? Do people still ask you to do that? No, not so much now, because,
0: yeah. I mean, I,
1: I still sell my dirty knickers, but no, not so much face masks.
0: <laughs> you sell your
1: dirty knickers? That I do, yeah. Wow. Huge. And stockings, ripped-up stockings, and often shoes I've worn, because I make a lot of lots banking porn. So if, if I've worn shoes until they have fallen apart, often there's like a bidding war to buy them from me. Yeah.
0: yeah wow yes it, uh, where where yeah, do I've you sell
1: them. them oh just on twitter and things and on my only fans they just know it's it's a possibility yes so i said i've sold jars of my pee before it's no <laughs> right so really? the post office took in here i said jab
0: do you know what clients do with these things like I don't
1: know. I mean, sometimes there's any pictures of um, themselves wearing my knickers and so on. So, yeah, but I think just sniff them, I guess. I, I tend not, I don't want to think about it really. Yeah. No, I don't want to know. Is <laughs> so your urine you actually...
0: going a chili or something? Or?
1: <laughs> Jeez, maybe. Maybe ice cubes. I've no idea. Oh, God. You're making me think. <laughs> yeah. Can't imagine. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not consider it.
0: No, <laughs> so we you imagine you and doing what funny. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God.
1: laughs> I had people doing um, other weird distance discipline things as well. So I had people um kneeling on rice for an hour. That was really popular. Um, and then cooking oh. curry with it, that kind of thing. It's really unpleasant. Yes, they sent me pictures of their knees afterwards, proving that they'd done it, that kind of thing.
0: Oh, God. I can imagine that'd be very uncomfortable. It's
1: pleasant, yeah. And then sticking jelly up their bums as well, or ginger, root ginger, and then making a curry from it. I did make somebody do that. That was quite inventive. Chili up
0: their bottom, did you just say?
1: Indeed, yes, or down their urethras. Yeah, yes, that kind of thing. Yeah, very dangerous. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're
1: proper pain sluts, and they're really struggling without that kind of hit. Because you do get addicted to the pain and the sensation. So a lot of people really, really struggle to drink COVID, not to be getting that, that rush of dopamine from it, yeah. I think we
0: um I think we need to put a little disclaimer on here to uh, telling people listening not to try these things <laughs> at home.
1: <laughs> no, it's a terrible idea.
0: <laughs>
1: you drop your bum, That's quite fun. But yeah, you know, I don't do any But yeah, chili is probably best of all.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how old were you when you first started?
1: I think I was about 28 when I first did my very first like one-to-one spanking session. I think so. I was still stripping. So it was just my first foray into this world and wondering if I could do it. So I I ran both career path, if you can call it that um parallel for a while uh but then when I turned 30 I decided to make a full-on switch into domination um yeah I think you have to be reasonably old really to um be taken seriously and be authoritative enough particularly if you've got a 90s or something yeah you're not yeah. Gonna be taken seriously if you're in your mid-20s yeah yeah
0: it's not it's not going to work if you've got the, the younger person no. there that's too young is that? Yeah. so you've obviously seen a lot of changes then in that because now you can do your work you've got your website you can internet it? it's
1: amazing so useful yeah you
0: can <laughs> test people by email and how did you do it all before that was it oh by-
1: just impossible yeah, yeah it was much less part of my world I guess so yeah I had a PO box and people would write me letters just incredible but yeah all that stuff obviously online discipline just wasn't an option really um yeah it's much much easier now to do all this stuff it really is and, Has um, it become
0: more acceptable as well, or less acceptable? I think it's
1: probably become less acceptable. If anything, I've oh. become much more puritanical in the 27 years I've been working. It's yeah, they're always very keen to believe that you're you know you're a trafficked woman, and you're and you're abused. But if you tell them actually I'm having a lovely time, and I'm making loads of money, they tend to hate that. <laughs> um, they don't quite know what to do with me, and I think I think I'm a disgrace to womankind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a. Lovely have you time. Ever,
0: have you had anybody tell you that? Or,
1: like as... yeah, I do. T- Sometimes when I sort of came out publicly as a dominatrix, I did get quite a lot of abuse from feminists saying that you know all women in porn are, are trafficked and unhappy and drug addicts and all the rest. Of it. Hang on, I know hundreds of porn stars. I don't know how many you know, but probably less than me. You know, and we all tend to be quite happy and you know, property entrepreneurs on the side. You know, because we're making mm. so much. Like I don't think it's ever been completely true. But it's certainly not true now with OnlyFans. There just aren't any men involved in making porn anymore necessarily. It's very much a woman's world and. You Know 99% of money in porn goes from men to women, um, so it's an incredibly feminist thing to be doing, I think.
0: You do know now that I'm running through all my female friends and thinking, Oh, those that have got a bit more money than I expected them to have, is this what they're doing?
1: Yeah, see what they're up to. Yeah,
0: how did you buy that house?
1: Yeah, <laughs> have a few questions for a few friends. like <laughs> get a mortgage on an OnlyFans income is not easy, I say.
0: So. <laughs> no so i want to move on and talk about um your clients is that the right word clients yeah, um, i call them to their face i punter behind their back usually are <laughs> <laughs> the varying levels of like of, of what they are
1: oh yes it gets yeah the language gets worse than that
0: <laughs> but before we do i want to try and understand your headspace um when you're with a client because you spoke that you, you changed your son's bedroom into your mm-hmm. um, workspace so you're obviously a, a mum how do you how do you juggle the different personalities
1: well i I've been Clara for a long time, so nearly 20 years now. So um, she's definitely very much a part of my personality. And she has her own kind of particular wardrobe and shoes she wears and words she uses and phrases. So I can just quickly sort of click my fingers and become her. Um, yeah. And often as soon as I put the outfits on, really, she sort of arrives and starts getting a bit scoldy. And my husband usually knows. Clara's back in the room, isn't she? <laughs> you know, suddenly you've become all snappy and authoritative and very different from my normal self. Uh, yeah, it's just, say so it's like being in a long running soap opera, I think. It's just something I've learned yeah. to do and become.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's a very dramatic field of work, isn't it? Um... Mm,
1: it really is, yes, yeah. And uh, gosh, yeah, I've had to do some extraordinary inventive, complex role plays and really, yeah. <laughs> and learn lines sometimes, you know, there's particular words they want to hear. That so, yeah, it is very much like going on stage. And it's knackering as well, actually. An hour of role play, it's, you come out and you're really drained.
0: <laughs> do you sucks. ever start and think, Clara's not here today, I can't do this today?
1: That can happen occasionally, actually, if I'm very distracted or stressed or there's something else going on in my life. Yeah, I can sometimes struggle to find her, it's true. But then it's a real relief when she does kick in. Usually I can find her, something will just click it into place. Um, and because it's such a relief from being Melissa, that, um, yeah, I can normally find her and, uh, yeah, and channel her and make her come out. And it's a relief to be her.
0: So, in one sense, then, is Clara less stressful than being Melissa? Oh, she definitely. Because it's not real. It's not
1: real. And she's just got less to worry about. She knows everyone's instantly going to do what she wants immediately. Um, yeah, yes. And yeah, she only has to be one thing, which is a bit strict <laughs> and a bit crumpy, steady. So, she doesn't have to worry about, you know, getting the boiler fixed or anything. <laughs> None of that mm-hmm. stuff exists. Yeah, she's just like a, a queen, I suppose, just with lots of minions running around her.
0: Does she have to worry about hurting somebody? I, you
1: know, that's interesting, because she probably should, but she doesn't. And in my real life, I'm incredibly squeamish vegetarian, but Clara's very keen on blood. <laughs> <It's> very, <laughs> um, yeah, when she's, when she's present, she just really enjoys inflicting pain, which is mysterious to me. Um, yeah. And often when we come out of scene, if if I'm there's a chap I, I spank quite regularly called Philip who has such thin skin and I quite often I get blood up the walls and on the ceiling. And when I'm doing it, I'm really enjoying it. But as soon as we're out of scene, I look round, I almost faint. Sometimes he has to slap me. <laughs> oh right. my god. Yeah it's yeah extraordinary and suddenly I become almost phobic and yeah it's like almost lumps of flesh falling on the floor oh god
0: oh god that's really <laughs> um, interesting so you do completely switch character then
1: it's like what, just,
0: subconsciously yeah really must yeah very
1: strange yeah on, yeah the idea of blood and if we were yeah talking about this now I'm starting to feel a bit gooey <laughs> but yeah. if I Clara, I'd be fine just, yes blood's wonderful, more of it <laughs> isn't that strange wow. yeah someone should study it yeah be a psychiatrist
0: <laughs> so has it ever gone too far um
1: well uh, i recently submitted a column where i talked about nearly suffocating a chap i put this hood on him in a dungeon and uh, and then i couldn't get it off again and he i didn't have the breathing holes in quite the right place so he's really
0: struggling to breathe <laughs> that was oh, Not in the, what do you mean they were they were covered yes. where were
1: they <laughs> well, up his eyebrows <laughs> i think he had a bigger head than anyone anticipated um and it was buckled really carefully, this really thick leather round his neck. He's going, Oh, oh, I'm struggling to breathe. And then he was thrashing around trying to pull it off his neck. Oh my and gosh. Worse, he suddenly went quiet and a bit limp. Oh my God, I've killed him, I killed him. There's a little um, kitchen down at the dungeon. So I ran down to get scissors and they weren't working, they were too blunt. But eventually, my, just my wrestling with it, finally the thing popped off. And yes, he was very red in the face. And he just oh. said, Oh, that was grim. <laughs>
0: How yes, frightening. frightening. Yeah. A... For both of you.
1: Yeah. Because nobody in the street knows it's a dungeon. They're very cautious, the owners. They don't want anybody to know. So nobody knows I'm here. And it ran through my head, God, if I've killed him, I'm just gonna leave the door and run away. <laughs> 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 what can the hell can I do? You know, it's fine. There's no internet trail, I'll just deny all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Happily it didn't happen. <laughs> We're still friends, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. there's no disclaimers sent to sign or absolutely none. So, I'm not insured. Um no, I mean I could point to the emails, and I mean he bought all that equipment especially for me to use on him. So clearly it was very much consensual. But yeah, if anyone went to the police, I could be arrested for it. I think it's actual bodily harm. Literally, you know, if there's chunks of flesh falling off someone's bottom and I've done it, then yeah, potentially I could be arrested for that. It's never happened yet. I have heard of other Doms, people have gone to the police and say, you know, I've, I've been hit harder than I wanted. Um, but the police, so far, have said, "Are you sure you want this going in the papers? What do you think your wife's going to say about it?" Oh, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it is a worry.
0: So Is there, uh, um, and this may, may just be a, a, a myth, Melissa, but is there a safe word? What if you are spanking them and it goes, it it hurts them more than they want? Or what if they do just change their mind?
1: I, yeah, I don't use safe words. I think I'm, yeah, I'm experienced enough. I can know if it's going too far and I'll just reel it back in a little bit. I say, if you want me to stop, just say stop. And it's obvious they've come out of session usually right. um and they say this is too much i'm not enjoying it this is horrible oh fine we'll, we'll do something else and let's have a nice chat and another cup of tea it's fine um yeah yeah. It's much for um yeah
0: yeah because so you can tell when something is in session and when something's out of session does, yeah. does do the voices change or
1: absolutely yeah the, the voices change the body language changes and the words they use it just suddenly becomes obvious i hope yes <laughs> and i think if they know psychologically that they have a safe word, they can't totally relax and feel completely at my mercy they always know they can stop it so um yeah i think it's better they think right i'm in here for an hour whatever she decides happens it, it's going to happen there's nothing i can do about it and i think they like that it helps them relax into the scene mm. maybe
0: i want to um move on and ask you about your clients whether or not there's a stereotypical client are they male female what age do they tend to be
1: Yeah, ninety percent are male, I think, Um, and they tend to be middle-aged, middle-class, middle-management, standard. Almost all of them are, yeah, in have very responsible jobs in positions of authority. That's the stereotype. That's the stereotype. Because it tends to be true, really. Do you get politicians and, um, yeah, household names? Policemen. I have got a couple of policemen, actually. Yeah, I have. Yes, yeah, often quite high-serving ones. Yeah, again, they really like being tied up and. And disciplined and thrashed really hard and really scolded and yeah, it's one who really likes to be made to cry. But that's
0: the complete opposite of their career, yes. isn't it? That's what I'm thinking of that comparison of somebody. They're always in control, oh, telling people absolutely. what's right yes. and wrong. So to be to turn that around, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's how they want to relax: is have somebody else tell them what to do and what's appropriate, and yeah, and that they're not behaving decently and that kind. Of, yeah, yeah, I do get quite a lot of policemen and yeah, people like that in responsible positions, um, lots of accountants, doctors. Um, lawyers, lots and lots of lawyers. Oh my goodness, so many! If you know a lawyer, almost
0: guarantee he likes his <laughs> So many. Again, again, my my friends. This <laughs> <It's mental laughs> my friendship list as people getting crossed up left, right, and centre. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Prison guards as well. I get quite a lot. Wow. Of that. Yeah, there is definitely a real connection. The more authoritative you are in your day to day life, I think, the more often you want to relax by just getting away from it completely
0: yeah the, the psychology of it is very interesting isn't it as to what type of clientele comes to you and and the reasons i don't suppose not suppose you know any clients that might chat to us do you to so give us this from the other side probably yeah i'm gonna leave that with you that would be really interesting if we could um meet up with somebody and ask what it's like from from there
1: i can certainly ask yeah i think like you'd be very keen actually yeah there's a um couple of chaps who've been in films and stuff, so they'd certainly be happy and, and come at me and pay me. Yeah. I will ask for you. Yeah.
0: Please do. That would be really interesting. And okay.
1: yeah, and it'd
0: be I bet it'd be interesting for you to hear what they really think. No. <laughs> or would it not? Maybe you <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> so what's your work wear? Are you in uh, leather? Are you in high thigh boots like we all imagine you to be or
1: don't have any of that stuff. I'm afraid. I usually dress as a, a headmistress from the 1950s. I mean, we have a nice fitted silk blouse, pencil skirt, often seam stockings. they really like that. Uh, and yes quite small heels really so I look very elegant and feminine and very old-fashioned actually often hair in a bun pearl earrings um but they all have their own particular fetishes there's one I see who really likes me in bed socks which is absolutely bloody brilliant <laughs> I love a yeah. British, amazing or jeans often they like to tight jeans anything that's emphasized in my bum or joppers leggings sometimes wonderful um, yeah, some of them are very into boots or clogs. There's one who really likes some skull sandals. Those things again, lovely, oh. brings me a pair of those every time. So it varies, but yeah, if they don't mention outfits, then generally it'll be yeah, silk blouse, pencil skirt, that kind of thing.
0: So do they bring their own props normally, or do you supply? Or if there's anything they particularly
1: want that's kind of out of the the normal, then they'll tend to bring it. There's one who um brings a nailed leather sheath to put around his cock so if he gets an erection then nails press into it oh, i don't have anything like that or again he likes to have, to have deep heat on him so um yeah oh god there's one who likes itching powder in his pants as well so yes itching
0: <laughs> anything- powder
1: so after a wow. spanking powder down his boxes. So, yeah, I don't have that kind of stuff, so they'd have to bring it. Um, yeah, anything that's outside the way. But yeah, things I, my stock in trade is canes and torsos and slippers, so I have all of that stuff. I've got a fair few things because people tend to bring me stuff and often they like to hide it from their wives as well. So, I've got a whole, a whole wardrobe of stuff that men have brought me butt plugs and gags and things. Yeah, it's not my usual stuff, but they want it, so I keep it for them to
0: use when they come to see me. Um, so what do the lady clients want from you? What do they want you to wear and what do they want you to do? It
1: tends to be quite similar with women, actually. Often they're very into the school scene. In fact, I think they all are. So usually they want to be naughty schoolgirls and I'm the angry teacher. Um, so they tend to want to do schoolwork quite often and write me lines, that kind of thing. It tends to be lots and lots of role play with them rather than mere sensations. Uh, yeah, so women are a nuisance. I think I might decide to stop seeing them because they tend to get so emotionally attached to me. But, um, oh,
0: how? What, what do they do how do you
1: oh well they they tend to fall in love with me dreadfully and keep messaging me all day long and they tend to get very jealous of each other and um, oh. yeah a couple of threatened to kill themselves if I haven't messaged them back quickly enough or if I see the other one of them you know how could you spend more time with her than with me I thought, we, oh. I thought I was special Amazing. so that it
0: becomes a relationship then in their head by the sounds yeah. of it doesn't it Ra- rather than a service
1: it really does yeah they really struggle to see the difference between yeah, having a nice sexual encounter, even though the sex only happens in the head, but it is a sexual service I'm offering. And and the emotions of it, I think, they just don't understand that I can do my job and be really nice to them, give them everything they want. And it means absolutely nothing to me. You know, And I'll have forgotten about them the second I shut the door and I get about my real life. But for them, they just keep thinking about it and obsessing and fantasizing. Which men tend not to. They tend to get it, clear up back to their wives and forget about me, which is as it should be. <laughs>
0: That's what we want. Yeah. Men, it sounds as if the men are maybe coming for a pleasurable time yes. and an escape. Whereas maybe the ladies are coming and I think this is how it could be.
1: Yes, I think that's exactly right. For them, it's deadly serious. And for men, it's just a bit of fun. It's just, you know, they might as well be playing golf for an hour or something. It's just a hobby, really. Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. Women are serious. And what sort of
0: ages then? I can't... Did we discuss this? What what? What's your youngest client? I have got some in their early
1: 20s, which I never feel terribly comfortable about, really. Just taking their money off them, I feel bad about, because, you know, they're probably all struggling. Um, yeah, I... Usually, they're at least 40s, 50s, 60s, generally older than me. Um, I have got some in their 90s, in fact. I mean, spanking's really No good. way. Yeah, and they're running around in their school uniforms, skipping and sticking their tongues out at me. It's genuinely very good for you, I think. So, yeah, I've had men in their yeah, mid 90s. There's one um, there's one who's had a bottom transplant, in fact. It's absolutely true. What? Very, very bottom transplant. Is that even a thing? <laughs> it's a thing, yeah. Well, I think he must have seen a private plastic surgeon. It probably wasn't NHS. <laughs> But yeah, Jeremy Paxman wrote about this dude in, the, in his book *The English* and, and their obsession with corporal punishment. And then I met him. Yeah, so he had a bottom of a pig grafted onto his own bottom because he'd just been caned so much that he got what you would got a weak spot. So as soon as he got hit with a cane, just it would open and blood would spring out. So he got a new bump, bum grafted onto his old bump. No way. Very odd. Yeah, very strange to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it looked like a pig's bum. It's like not it. Did it? it. <laughs> <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> what a weird world it is.
0: They had taken the tail off, have not they, before yeah. they? Uh... Yes, yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm fascinated by that and I've got lots of questions but they're probably more directed to the surgeon than to yourself yes. as to how, how they actually managed to do that but uh, yeah I didn't even know that was a thing if, and you've stopped me in my tracks there yes. so I thought <laughs>
1: Oh dear! I'm afraid I'm going so, to, have to go soon. I'm so
0: sorry. I've got another appointment at twelve. So I have to run off. It sounds okay, great! Right. Well, I, I will just. So, I just want to ask you. I'm going to move on to ask you about how this fits in with your personal relationships.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but before I do, I need to go to the delicate subjects that I'm not quite sure of how to um word. Mm-hmm. But when does the session stop? What? How far does the sexual gratification go?
1: Yeah, not very far at all. I make that quite clear on my website. Yeah, I don't offer, it's not a sexual service. It is a sexual service, but I say it happens in their heads rather than between our bodies. So yes, I certainly don't let them lick me out, which some of them do ask, I'm not into that at all. Yeah, I don't toss them off. Um, Occasionally they toss themselves off in front of me. That's fair dues. I don't mind that while I'm caning them or scolding them. Women
0: as well, or just the men?
1: Just the men. Yeah, just the men do that, yeah. And I don't mind it, it's quite quite interesting to watch really, but I don't get involved.
0: But you Um, wouldn't touch their penis or...
1: I'll hit it. I will hit it. And sometimes I grind my heel into it, that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't don't go further than that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really like doing that either. I'm always worried I'm going to like, you know, bust something important.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: again, it's not really my area.
0: (laughs) So you you just said you don't like... Overall, do you like what you do?
1: I do like what I do almost all the time. I like the fact that I am doing something quite difficult it doesn't sound it but it kind of is you know that I'm bringing somebody's fantasies to life and making them incredibly happy and giving them this relief and often you know they've been thinking about it for 50 years and they come to see me and I make all their dreams come true and uh yeah I think I'm kind of doing something quite useful even though it's ridiculous but you know much of life is ridiculous isn't it yeah Uh, yeah, I do like it I like um I like being Clara I like being a new person every day I think it's really fun having a different a parallel life with her own social media and her own friends and her own wardrobe. Yeah, I really do like it. I think I'm very privileged to have such an interesting job. You know, if you're a creative person, you get to be creative in your day-to-day work, then you're blessed really. So few do.
0: I think there's an aspect of bravery there as well. I think it could be something that there's a lot of ladies out there and men thinking I'd like to do that, but I just haven't got the guts. What would you say to people that do think I'd like to go into this service?
1: Oh, I understand. It is scary as hell. Yeah, I do get lots and lots of messages from people saying exactly that. Just, you know, take a few tentative steps, look at Twitter, look up Spanking on Twitter. There's such a massive community out there and you can just join in conversations and watch the pictures and watch other people having sessions, perhaps, um, before you feel brave enough to do it yourself. Yeah, just give it a go. Um, Yeah. Read our websites. There's lots of lovely people out there and do specialise in newbies there's me but i can point you to lots of other women all around the country who are just genuinely good and yeah love introducing people who are also obsessive about spanking and discipline and
0: there's almost like a mentor system where if you wanted to start you could find yourself a a mentor to give the guidelines
1: yeah i think that's probably true and there are other women who perhaps specialize more in hardcore severe bdsm and you probably wouldn't want to start with them because they're less playful and tender to the newbies Uh, yeah there's there's lots of it out there and yeah it's so common it's just so much fun just explore I think and enjoy it
0: and how do you manage it then with family life when did you tell your son did you say it was oh, a son are you yeah you...
1: yes he was seven I say I was working at my mum's house and there was a park opposite so he came and knocked on my mum's door for a drink of water and I was there in my sort of basket I think holding a whip thinking he was my client so he quite quickly realized yes <laughs> sorry darling <laughs> but he was very cool about it he um yeah, we've also had quite an open relationship. I, you know, I deal with naughty boys. If they've been very bad, they, I, I deal with them. Oh, okay. Yeah, <coughs> it's really an issue. And yeah, he'd hate me saying this, but he's clearly kinky himself. And it does run in family. So then he was borrowing my canes to hit his girlfriend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he totally understood it. And just, Yeah, I think if you're not secretive about it, I think it's the secrecy that does more damage than the actual. Yeah. So yeah, this is what I do. I, I spank boys'
0: bottom Okay. <laughs> what about your mum? What did your mum say when you told her? Did she just say that? That's nice, darling.
1: <laughs> Much actually, yeah. And when I started stripping as well, yeah. come like My mum was in showbiz, she was a dancer, she, so she just thought it was, and she acted as well and performed all her life, so she just thought it was another you know, aspect of that. In fact, she started doming as well. I've got her in films of mine, so... Yeah, she was making more money than me. She's very popular because <laughs> she she started. Really? Yeah, she's in her mid sixties when she started, and there's very few women in that age range working. So wow. Yeah, they loved her. She was better than me. Did she still me. do it as well. She died recently, sadly, but she was working. Two, yeah, until she got ill. Yeah, until her mid seventies, she was working. Yeah. Really. Yeah, she was wow, positive. that's fascinating. Yeah, very good at role playing. Yes, <laughs> it's nice. I've got some videos of us spanking men together. <laughs> Happy memories.
0: That's amazing, isn't it? That's.
1: Yeah, yeah, we cornered the market on that one. I think it's a lot of men's fantasy to have, you know, mother and daughter at once. And yeah. People. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely. And what's about your husband? Yeah, he's not at all into it. He doesn't understand Did it. Did he come
0: before or after? After, yeah. So okay. After. Yeah. So absolutely. how did that first conversation go when he said, what do you do for a living?
1: <laughs> yeah, I told him on the first date and I thought he'd be all excited and he wasn't at all interested. I said, yes, I'm an international porn star. Oh, OK. <laughs> I think that was half his appeal, really. just didn't find it at all interesting. Um, but, yeah, he's an actor and a playwright, so um, he gets it. He likes the theatricality of it, I think. Yeah, and he understands I have a wonderful props and I make, you know, experiences happen for people. And Obviously, he's an actor, he hasn't got any money, so somebody's got to learn <laughs> <laughs> he's robbing me. Yeah, he's very cool about it, and he's used to you know finding sissies, cleaning the bath, and so on. <laughs> he just knows you might, might want to go to your room, darling. He's got his own little like man cave. He just goes and plays yeah. records, in. Yeah. and yeah, Unless lets me have the run of the house.
0: <laughs> and he's not concerned yeah, or not concerned. But there's no jealousy as to the fact that you're having all this time with naked men, or no,
1: I don't think so. I think to the at the start, perhaps he was a bit worried what the hell it involved. Um, reasonably. But the more we got to know each other, and I told him about it. Well, it's just silly, isn't it? And it is. It's just silly. You know, um, it's just a bit of fun. So there's really nothing to be jealous of, because he's not into spanking. I suppose he might be jealous if he were, but since he's not, he just doesn't think it's a sexual act. So um, yes, yeah, really it's
0: good. separated, isn't it, in in his mind? Then yeah, yeah. And I take it, and, and this is a personal question. So if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But I take it you can separate that then to your sex life you don't find that it it's the images how do you stop images (laughs) (laughs) um you just
1: I mean I do find spanking horny I am into spanking so you know he would get the benefit of that you know
0: I do find it
1: arousing people um yeah so I suppose I just think about it and then yeah (laughs) do what you do
0: yeah so it it can overlap privately a a little bit in that sense
1: it's definitely arousing yeah yes it is it's just just
0: different isn't it yeah so very <laughs> I was going to ask you about age limitations then in in this career but having just heard about your wonderful mother who carried on till her mid-70s I guess there are no age limitations are there
1: yeah you can just go on till you've dropped yeah the older you get the more money you make it's brilliant so it's the only art form where you know the age is no barrier in fact it's a real asset yeah. yeah lots and lots of women I know in their 60s 70s who are just starting to make proper proper money which is wonderful yeah so what awesome
0: what think. is the future for you will you just carry on or do you ever think oh I've, I've done my time or
1: occasionally i think you know i've done enough i never want to see another bottom again but um they just beg me so hard to come back and do more spanking i don't think i'm ever going to be allowed to retire really because they do get addicted to me and what i provide so yeah they'll just carry on till i drop i think <laughs> so this is my future and that's okay you know i love it i get to travel lots see all over the world um have lots of interesting experiences meet interesting people I and mean, it's really not bad as careers go and i talk to other people who've got proper jobs and I'm, jesus how do you manage <laughs> i have to work nine to five really <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so i just don't think i could re-enter the real world really after so long out of it, it just sounds horrible
0: <laughs> how many sessions then would you do a day is it is it a daily thing or a couple a week or could you do more than one a day I could definitely do more than I
1: do. I can't be bothered very much these days. I think last week I did three in a day, but that's quite unusual. It's usually around about five a week, maybe, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I turn down lots and lots of work because I just can't be bothered. And I do other stuff as well. So, yeah. Yeah. But you can make as much money as you want, really. And I'm moving much more into filming as well, actually, which I really enjoy. So, yeah. Lots and lots of spending. All around the world.
0: You've got a lot of interesting things then in the pipeline as well, haven't you?
1: Absolutely. i want to do like more media stuff actually i said i've got a documentary coming out on channel five i like talking about it and just saying look i'm normal ish honestly you know um yeah we're not all mad and oppressed or drug addicts or whatever you know we're just normal people with families who just found a fun way to make a living
0: what's the documentary going to be called
1: oh it's got a really rubbish title it's um x-rated Spank me even harder i think it's like
0: really right. we can watch out for it
1: that channel five yeah it's meant to be last month and then it didn't come out so yes
0: do <laughs> or maybe i'll let you know yeah one more question before i let you go because i I know you've got things that you need to do but let's turn this around let's say that there's a client out there or a, a potential client how do they know that they're going to go to a reputable um disciplinarium or dom whatever it is that they're interested in what can they do because there's no sort of like there's no yeah. website you can go to that says these people are. There's no accreditation. I well yeah. suppose that's the word that's right. I'm looking for, isn't that? Not so check-in. what how what would you advise them to do? Because they need to be safe as much as you need oh, to be safe, don't absolutely they?
1: Absolutely they do, yeah. Um, yeah, just ask around. There's a, a website called ITC, which stands for In the Corner, which has a message board. So you can just literally ask people on there, have you been to this one, what do you think of that one? I'm very into whatever smoking fetish you would you recommend. Uh, again, Twitter's brilliant for it. Um, there are all sorts of forums and message boards out there where you can just ask and, yeah, read websites and just ask have you you know have you been to see miss icini what do you think of her i'm very interested in baby play breath play would she be good for it yeah say it's a really supportive community and people will just tell you it's just ask all the questions brilliant
0: thank you is there anything else you want to add Melissa? anything you want to tell people or
1: can't think yeah if you're interested just have a look enjoy get out there it's a really fun world yeah anything you've been thinking yeah. about all your whole life just why not put it out there see what happens it's fun. give it a go yeah play.
0: Thank you. Well, thank you very much for your time.
1: It's been brilliant
0: speaking with you. I've really enjoyed it. I loved it. It Easy. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.